turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm so glad that you joined me today and that you are also listening to the show on a regular basis. Really, really appreciate that. And I want you to make sure that you recommend it to your friends. And this is just one of the ways that we can help our community be healthier. And we love to get along with people, right? And so today, you may have heard me refer to this in the past, but I decided to just to do a show on this concept, and this is what I call the ignore delete button. And I have practiced doing this in my own life, and I teach it to my clients all the time, that we need to have it like in our brain or on the back of our head where I can tip my head as if I'm pushing a button and saying, I'm going to ignore what I just saw. I'm going to ignore what I just heard. I'm going to delete it. I'm not going to think on it. And so it's really helped me many times in my life when I have just simply practiced the ignore-delete button. Sometimes I ignore and delete on myself. And so this is how we can make sure that we're not getting so caught up in perfectionism like we've talked about in the past that we are actually able to move on and we just say, you know what, I'm just going to let that be. And so ignoring something or someone really is a quality to hone and use if you do it appropriately. So why do you think God gave us the ability to ignore things? Well, think about this. He ignores so, so many things. What do you think the flood was about, right? He couldn't ignore things any longer. And so what you think about when you, when you realize this is imagine being God because why would he flood the entire earth? Well, he can't, quote unquote, not know something. 
he can't not see. He can't not hear, and he can't not feel. Can you relate to this? Is this kind of how you feel sometimes? So how does God stay in relationship with his creation, knowing he promised to never flood the earth again? Well, let me in on his little secret tool. It really is called the ignore-delete button. So have you ever experienced the phenomena of the one black dot on the white page? Think about that. The one black dot on an entire white page. What happens? All you see is the black dot. Oftentimes, we can use this analogy as a similar phenomenon to our own lives and to the people that we live and and crave relationship with. See, the one black dot gets in the way of me or us enjoying the entire white page of the person that we love or like or work with or our family our friends, our co-workers, maybe neighbors. See, we can get so snagged on that one black dot. And I have come to find that if I use this skill appropriately, actually, my overall health, psychological well-being, and my relationships are strengthened. See, I enjoy mistake-making, dysfunctional, irrational, sometimes unethical, compulsive, and addictive people. We all are there, right, at one degree or another. And so what this does is this helps me to not give into and accept bad behaviors from myself or others. It just means I realize that this is what it means to be working out your salvation with fear and trembling. So it means accepting what you cannot change, whether it's about you or anything about anyone else. See, I don't want to hinder another person that's working all that stuff out. This practice is called grace. It's not acquiescence. It's not time. It's not patience. It's not love and acceptance while we overcome and conquer sin. It's grace. Grace is all those things. Patience, love, acceptance, overcoming, and really cheering people on when they are conquering sin. Sometimes... I just ignore. Maybe I don't delete. Other things I delete, but I don't ignore. For example, how about a friend, a colleague, a family member that gets overly intoxicated? I don't leave them or let them drive. I do address it the next day. If this is unusual, maybe I just delete it. If it's not, then I don't ignore it. I address it. If their response is remorse, then we address it as a warning, for example. If it happens again, you're on your own. If it's bad enough, I might say, until you get some help, I'm not recreating with you. Because I can't stand to see what you're doing to yourself, and I don't want to become an enabler. So think about this. Let's go back to this, the ignore-delete button. Ignoring something or someone, is a quality to hone if I use it appropriately. See, think about this. God gave us the ability to ignore things. But are we ignoring the correct things? Are we ignoring things that maybe we should be addressing? So when we think about this and we understand that what God is doing is giving us the ability to ignore some things but maybe not delete them, 
Other things I delete, but I don't ignore them. Like I talked about this person that may be intoxicated. And you might say, hey, this time I'm just going to ignore that. But if it happens again, we're going to have, a, have to have a talk about our relationship. And so maybe I address it the next day. If it's unusual, maybe I actually just delete it. I'm not going to think about it. If it's not, if it's not unusual, then I make sure I don't ignore it. I address it. And so how about situations where I don't know the person well enough to interact with them? Well, this one's easy. I just simply ignore, ignore and delete so that I don't have to become offended and then judgmental and then arrogant, demeaning or gossiping, right? See, realizing I probably don't know everything about them and their history and circumstances. But realizing that, it doesn't mean I accept the behavior and tolerate it for too long. I can always leave. I don't need to make a big show of it. So we've talked about the concept of covering. And people ask, you know, what is the most powerful Psalms for protection? Well, when you're wanting protection from yourself, from other people, maybe from God, I like this particular Psalms. It's Psalms 91. And it says, I will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So think about this. When I've really fallen off the wagon, per se, now I'm not saying I got drunk because I don't drink, but let's say that I really lose control of myself. I really do something that's out of character for me. You know, and, and I really maybe have embarrassed myself or embarrassed my friends or my husband or something like this. I mean, imagine, wow, I hate that feeling. The older I get, the easier it is for me to not do that because I have learned. But one of the things that is so helpful, even if it's a small mistake, what if I'm just not kind to somebody? What if I said something that was really hurtful to someone? What, what if I lied, right? How about I covered something up? Maybe I avoided something I shouldn't have. And I know in my heart of hearts that it's not right. And I can go into, you know, all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, if only then, and then really beat myself up with all those shouldas, those couldas. Wow, and then it keeps haunting me, and I keep thinking, oh my gosh, I can't get over this. I can't believe I did it, or I can't believe I said that. If I hope nobody finds out, all those types of things that we as humans have to contend with. So this is what helps me if I say to myself, I rest in the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So this helps the central nervous system <clears throat> which that's the part of us that has a hard time settling down. This helps us to be able to re, kind of reorient ourselves, so that we're not just, you know, cycling inside of ourselves as we're trying to look normal on the outside. That we can say to ourselves, "He's my refuge and my fortress. He's my God." My God, my God belongs to me as I belong to him. And I can trust him. 
even though, unfortunately, he can't always trust me. And so this is part of the help that we, we do for our heart, our mind, our soul. We remind ourselves of the truth. And the truth is that God is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God in whom I trust. I don't always trust my friends. I don't always trust my husband with everything. I don't always trust my parents. I don't trust all my colleagues or my coworkers or my best friend. I do trust them as a human to another human, but I don't trust them like I trust in God. That's a very different relationship. So think about these verses that help us when it talks about us having God's protection. So think about this. If you know Jesus, if you know God, even if you're just a derelict, you know, from one day to the next, you still belong to him, right? So any of you that have children, if you hear that they've done something that's egregious, I mean horrible, they're still your kiddos, right? So this is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of ignoring and deleting. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining in today. And if you're just tuning in, I want to make sure that you go to your favorite podcast server because all these shows will be there and you can listen to them in their entirety. Also, please visit the website. We have lots of things there for you as well that just encourage you and help and cause you to think some and maybe even be a little bit entertained. So today we are talking about this concept called what I call, this is what I have called it, the ignore delete button. And I have shared this with so many people and so many of my clients because God really gave me this creative way of resetting. And the reset button is that I ignore and I delete. Now here's the thing that's so amazing about this. Excuse me. Some things I ignore, but I don't delete. Some things I delete because I need to ignore them. So this is something that is kind of revolutionary for me because typically when we say I'm going to ignore and delete something, we're not really supposed to do that. You know, quote unquote, healthy people don't ignore things that need to change, right? And so this is where it helped me when God said, hey, I'm going to give you this little this little gadget, right? And mine is at the back of my head. And what I do is I just tip my head and pretend like I ignored something. I tip my head to the side and I deleted something. And it's an exercise that just kind of helps me reset. And so these, th- this is good for these situations where I don't know the person well enough to interact with them, that I can ignore and delete so that I don't become offended by them, so that I don't become judgmental or arrogant, or demeaning, or start gossiping about them. And so I realized that, you know, I probably don't know everything about them. And so I don't know the backstory for their behavior, or their response, or why they didn't show up, or whatever it may be. So I realized that, that this helps, because I'm not saying that I accept bad behaviors. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, There are times that I'm interacting with people 
that maybe have a different value system than I do. And maybe they're using words that I would not, I would not use. Maybe they are doing things I would never do. And so I have the ability, because this is part of God's heart. Hey, if I'm not going to confront it, then I ignore it. I just simply ignore it. Maybe even delete it so that I don't think on it. Now, if this is someone that's a very, very close friend, husband, family, whatever that, whatever that may be, maybe I don't choose to ignore it, but maybe I also just then delete it. There are some things that I just delete in the moment, and I don't actually ignore it because I talk about it maybe when we get home. Or I talk with a client in their next session. I say, you know, I kind of ignored this in the last session because we're running out of time. Or I say to them in that last session, I ignored this because we already were talking about some really deep things and I didn't really want you to walk out of here feeling so overloaded. However, I did ignore it, but I'm not going to delete it. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about what that behavior is about, what that thinking is doing to you why you are doing what you are doing and why you are not feeling any remorse. Maybe you're feeling shame. That would be appropriate. But I don't want you to have a shame attack and start beating yourself up so badly that you actually want to do something that you shouldn't do just to feel better. So we all know what that feels like. You know, I make a really big mistake. What do I want to do? Quit, watch TV all day? I don't know, surf the web? eat ice cream or something, you know. And so we have to remind ourselves that we can delay things. So I can ignore something in the moment and delay talking to that person about it when it's appropriate, when it's an appropriate time. So you have to kind of practice with this and realize that when I'm ignoring and deleting something, it doesn't mean I'm accepting bad behavior. I may be tolerating it until I can talk to them about it, but I don't need to make a big show of it, right? So when you think about this idea of how God covers us, this is because God must really have a big ignore-delete button. (laughs) So when we talked about the flood in the first session, if you remind yourself, you know, God could not ignore it. And he couldn't delete it, so he actually flooded the entire planet and started over. Now, there may be some times that we need to do that. The behavior that we maybe participated in, or the way a person expressed themselves, or the words that they used, or the language that they used, you know, we may not be able to simply tolerate it and move on. We may need to say something. We may not be able to ignore it. So when we talk about God's protection, we we were referring to that beautiful Psalms, which is 91 in the last, in the first segment there. And I want you to think about that verse talks about God's protection. And what does that mean? Well, some of it, and this is kind of interesting, some of it means I have God's protection to not kill me on the spot, (laughs) Okay, because I have done some things that I would think he might want to just say, Cynthia, we're done. We're just done. I'm not doing this anymore. And so thankfully, he he is able to delay and maybe ignore something I'm doing for a time until he's ready to talk to me about it. And so that Psalms that says, 
wow, you are covering me. You're the wind beneath my wings, right? You're the one that you are helping me. And so this is where we want to make sure that we trust in God. And I, I love this particular verse. It says that we trust in the Lord and we do good. And then we are going to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And he will make your righteousness shine like, like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. So that's what God does when he says, hey, I got your back. I'm on your side. So he may even do that. At the same time, he may be kind of inflicting some punishment for what you did. He still has your back. He's still watching over you. He's still causing bad things to work together for good, even if you're the one that did the bad thing. So when we think about this protection, this Psalms 91 verse 1 It talks about whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty, can say to him, you are my defender and my protector. You are my God in who I trust. So think about that. In spite of our thinking, what our heart is wanting to do, what our body is wanting to do or not wanting to do, all right, what we do in the dark what we do in our thought life, what we do when we're driving and we think nobody knows or sees us. See, these are the times that we can say, okay, God, you're my defender and my protector, even if it's from myself. That God has protected me from myself many, many times. And he has defended me to myself many times. See, we're now practicing grace and mercy. See, mercy and grace are really closely related. And so this is what we're going to be talking about in this next segment. So I encourage you to continue listening. If you can't, make sure that you go to your favorite podcast server and look up Conversations with Cynthia. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I want to make sure that you go to the website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. We have lots of good things for you there. And I also want to encourage you to recommend this show to your friends. And this is just another great way that we can help ourselves be the best version that we can be. And that's really my goal that I teach all of my clients I work on with myself is I just want to be the best version of me, not somebody else, not, you know, who I'm thinking I'm trying to copy or emulate, but really being the best version, the idea that God had when he created me. And so today, this is kind of a fun a fun little show that we're doing, and it really is, an hel- is a helpful little anecdote that I, hel- that I give to people in my office. And this is called the ignore-delete button. And it helps tremendously, tremendously with relationships because I don't know about you, but I many times can have some faux pas in the conversations that I have with people or in things that I do. And I always wished there was this like way that I could just like turn it back or turn it off, or have everybody just ignore it and pretend like it never happened, right? So this is what I want to do. I want you to practice this with yourself, but also with others. 
So this is a way that we give grace to people that we love or grace to people even that we don't know. We just say, you know, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to delete it. I'm not going to think on it. I'm going to simply ignore it. And so this is part of the way that God acts toward us. The only time he didn't ignore and delete something was the flood. Since then, he promised he would never do it again. But this is a practice that he does as well as we can do when it comes to relationship. That there are a lot of things that in the people that I love, the people I like, the people that I know, whether it be my neighbors or someone I just met, one of the ways that I can offer grace is I can ignore certain things. I can just delete certain things. I can say, you know what, I'm not going to think on it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to try to unzip it, unwrap it, try to figure it out. I'm going to just simply say that was a faux pas. I'm going to move on. I'm going to ignore and delete it. So I want you to think about this. This is where we know that God has got our back. And, And see, there are some things that I just ignore, but I don't delete, right? And this is usually when God deletes something and ignores something, then he thinks that, I guess I learned my lesson. He doesn't need to talk to me about it. But then there are other times when God says, you know, I'm going to delete this for you for grace sakes, right? But we're not going to ignore it. We're going to work on it. And so this way, this is about, think about different situations where maybe I don't know the person well enough to interact with them, but I want to make sure that I don't become offended because if I become offended, I then become judgmental and I might get some arrogance seeping into my heart. Maybe I start to be demeaning or I might start gossiping about the person. So ignoring and deleting something is really helpful to continue to work on. So that let's say I got offended last night at some kind of a gathering. And I I, I thought I got over it. But maybe the next day I start thinking about it again. And I start going, man, I can't believe that person acted like that. I can't believe they said that, or I can't believe they didn't show up, whatever it was. And I have to say to myself, oh, I need to do that again. I need to just delete that. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help them, especially if I'm not willing to confront them. So if I'm not willing to confront somebody on it and work it out, I really should delete it. I should ignore it. And I should simply say, you know, I'm going to move on. Now, this helps, but I want you to also realize it doesn't mean that I accept a behavior or that I tolerate it from this day forward. See, I have to remind myself, I also can always leave. Nobody's making me stay somewhere. And this way, I can make sure that I'm not making a big show of it, that I'm not just saying, you know, wanting everyone to know how stupid that person was. And this is how I make sure that I don't have to answer to God for something I did. So that I'm not around gossiping with other people about what that person just said to me or what I found out about that person. That I can just say, you know, it's really none of my business. And the fact that I know that information is probably inappropriate, even if I didn't go looking for it. So I can ignore and delete information that's not helpful unless I'm going to address it. And so this way... I want us to think about why God would then offer us protection. Well, a lot of the protection is from from ourselves, 
but it's also offering us protection for other people because he knows that we are mistake-making people, right? And so in the last segment, we talked about this Psalms 37, and it talks about trusting in the Lord and doing good. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about this idea of covering, deleting, and ignoring. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining in with me today, and thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends and your family and all of those that you would like to also help them be the best version of who they are. And this is what God is truly wanting us to be. He gives us all kinds of leeway. He gives us, obviously, self-control at some point, if we're willing to practice it. And he gives us permission. We get to kind of be whoever we want to be. So I don't know how far off of the original design I am, when it comes to how God created me and the idea that he had when he made me. But what I do know is that God having mercy and grace and wanting relationship gives me free will. And so this particular show is really about practicing free will in a very healthy way. And this is what we call the ignore delete button. And I've taught this to clients over all these years And I've practiced it myself and still do, and it helps tremendously because there are some things that really aren't worth, you know, thinking about. There are some things that we should just go, you know, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to delete that. I'm going to ignore what that person just did because if I don't ignore it, I might act out in a way that's not healthy. And so it's this wonderful little mental practice that you can do that says, It's not worth my time. It's not worth my emotions. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to delete that. Now, what we do know is that if I have to ignore and delete too many things with one of my very close relationships, I'm probably going to have to reconsider the relationship, right? So I want to be in relationship with people that are on their game. Not all the time, but that are practicing being the best version of themselves. And so this is why I continue to introduce this concept to my clients and why we're talking about it today. This gives me the freedom to not have to address everything, to not have to think on everything, to not have to figure everything out. I can simply just say, you know, ignoring this is going to help me move on. What can I do about it? If I can't change it, Why don't I just ignore it and move on? Why don't I just delete it and say to myself, I'm not going to think on it any longer. And so God gave us the ability to ignore things. Now, doesn't that sound strange? See, think about it, though. He ignores so many things. If he didn't, we probably would be experiencing the flood again. There are so many things that God just looks at me and says, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to delete the fact that you said it or thought it, Cynthia, (laughs) for your well-being. I'm going to just move on. So I'm going to ignore and delete that behavior. And this gives me the opportunity to get my act together, right? And so he ignores so many things. Imagine being God. He can't not know. He can't not see. He can't not hear 
he can't not feel. Now, I feel like that sometimes, but not to the degree that I know God feels it. So how does he stay in relationship with all of us, knowing that he promised to never flood the earth again? Well, here's the thing. I think his little secret is the ignore delete button. (laughs) I mean, it really has helped me and so many people that I have encouraged about this little mental process And it's like, you know, that idea, if you've ever had someone say, hey, what do you see on this white piece of paper? And there's one teeny tiny little black dot, not taking up the whole piece of paper, but just a little black dot. And we keep going to it. And so this is what I want you to think about. You can practice mentally saying, I'm not going to go think on that again. That's the black dot on the white paper of my brain. I'm not going to go think on that again. I'm going to think on those things that are good, healthy, of good repute, right? Love, honesty, charity, all those wonderful things. So oftentimes we can use this analogy as a similar phenomena to our own lives and the people that we live with and crave relationship with. See, the one black dot gets in the way of me or us enjoying the entire white page of the person that we love or like or work with or family, friends, right? co-workers, our neighbors. See, we can get snagged on that one black dot. And I've come to find that if I use this skill appropriately, my overall health, well-being, psychological health, and my relationships are strengthened. I enjoy mistake-making, dysfunctional, irrational, unethical, compulsive, and addictive people. (laughs) Because I am one of them at varying degrees in my life. So basically, I accept myself with all my foibles, my dysfunction, if I'm immoral at any point in my life, if I practice unethical things. I'm also, can I be annoying? Probably, right? Troubling, frustrated, you know, and I get that way with other humans. So that's me. Imagine if you couldn't filter. Imagine if you couldn't ignore things. Imagine if you could never get away from things. Well, This does not mean I just give in and accept bad behaviors from myself or others. It means I realize that this is what it means to be working out your salvation with fear and trembling. It means accepting what you cannot change, whether it's about you or anything else or anyone else. I don't want to hinder another person that's working things out. See, this practice is called grace. It's not acquiescence. It's actually giving people time to fix things, to figure things out and fix it. It's giving people patience. It's loving them. And it's acceptance while we overcome and conquer sin. See, some things I just can't ignore. And some things I can't delete. But other things I delete, but I can't ignore. So, for example, how about a friend a colleague, a family member, maybe gets overly intoxicated. And we kind of gave this, this example in the beginning of the show. And if they get, you know, ridiculously intoxicated, it doesn't mean I leave them. doesn't mean I let them drive. I do address it the next day. And if it's unusual, maybe I just delete it. Maybe I just ignore it. And if I address it and their response is remorse, then we address it as a warning. So, for example, if I say, hey, if that happens again, you're, you're on your own. It's bad enough, I might say, until you get some help, 
I'm not recreating with you because I can't stand to see what you're doing to yourself. So how about situations where I don't know the person well enough? Well, then that's really easy to ignore and delete. It might still bug me, but it's not as personal. So what would be, and this is where we left off in the last segment, one of the most powerful Psalms for our protection. And that means it's protection from others, means it's protection from the enemy, it means it's protection from myself. And this is Psalms 91. And it says, I will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So what does this tell us? He probably ignores and deletes a lot of things that I say and do and think. And I'm very thankful for it. So when we consider this idea that Psalms 109, this is typically a psalm of revenge. But it really, what it's doing is it's God saying, I'm not ignoring and deleting that. See, it's God's revenge on wicked enemies. I don't want to be one of those wicked enemies to God. I certainly know that in times in my life I could be wicked. But I don't want it to be that I'm one of God's enemies. So Psalms 37, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. All right? See, that's, the, that's what he's saying to us. After we ignore and delete all kinds of things because we've resolved it, then I want you to trust in me and do good things. And I want you to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. I want you to delight yourself in me. And I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. And so he says, he will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. See, this is a really important phenomenon to really consider this Bible verse, because this is God saying, I know you, I know your sin, I know how you think, I know what you do at night, I know what you do behind closed doors, and guess what? I'm going to make you righteous. I'm going to make you shine like the dawn. And this is where God is saying, I can overcome these things, all these things. So when we think about Psalms 91, that whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty can say to him, you are my defender and my protector. You are my God in who I trust. See, now we're practicing grace. Now, grace and mercy are closely related. And so while these terms might have similar meanings, grace and mercy are not exactly the same. Mercy has to do with kindness and compassion. And it's often spoken of in the context of God not punishing us as our sins deserve. Grace includes kindness and compassion and also carries the idea of bestowing a gift or favor. And it may help to, to really view mercy as a subject of grace. Because in Scripture, mercy is often equated with deliverance from, ju from judgment. And that grace is always extending a blessing to somebody that's not worthy. So here's the main dilemma. Are you able to humble yourself enough to receive grace? See, if I'm humbling myself, that means I'm admitting that I've done something wrong. I can't receive grace if I can't admit that. 
So will you let grace do its healing? It's reforming. It's rejuvenating. It's strengthening. And it's energizing work. So this is where I want you to practice not snagging on your own pride and attempting to fix the behaviors or the outcomes or responses on your own because of shame and maybe derision and unwillingness to forgive yourself or others. And this will lead you right back to those same behaviors and feelings that created the problem to begin with. So forgiveness, forgiveness is the cure for yourself and others. And I want to give you this, this new Bible verse that I found that I have memorized, and it has really meant a lot to me. And it is Psalm 73, verse 28. And this is what it says. But as for me, the nearness of God is good for me. I have made the Lord God my refuge so that I may tell of all your works. Think about that. See, if I practice ignoring and deleting the right things, then I'm better able to have the nearness of God with me. And he says, it's good for me to have God near and that he has made the Lord God his refuge. And I want you to make God your refuge. It's not a haunted house that he's wanting you to live in. He really wants you to be able to relax. And so this is where we made the Lord God our refuge. And this is how I say, I'm telling you of all his good works, all his love and all his grace. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoy using this new thing, the ignore delete button. So make sure you practice. And I look forward to talking to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.